Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast, live from Newark, Newark Airport. Um, I'm here with Dan and Colin. Uh, Dan, as we can see, is waiting for his delayed flight in Newark Airport. You're going to pop from there. What a trooper, Dan. How are you feeling right now? Uh, top of the world. Where else would you rather be than Newark Airport on uh, 8.30 on Monday night? Not many other places. In the, and waiting the for, for the rain to stop so you can get on a plane to, where are you going? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh wow! Uh, Lake Minnetonka. You are really living the dream. Uh, you know, there's not many people life. I think having having a better Monday night than you right now. No, and, and I also got uh, the, the most luxurious gum you can get extra. Oh, sponsor nice. of the pod. Uh, nice. Why? What? What gum do you choose? I panic chose extra because I thought it might last extra long. Venture. Um, I don't chew gum. I, nor yeah, do I last sure. extra long. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I end up uh, buying gum, having one piece, and then putting it somewhere where I forget that I bought it, and then I find it like years later. And it's like melty. Uh huh. It's good when it's aged. It's like whiskey or wine. Oh, yeah. Real, real mushy mouthfeel. Love Mush that. Mouth. Love that. Um, hey guys, as usual, please follow Big Blue United on X. Facebook, Instagram, follow us, PBU Pod was the Z on X. Give Daddy Elon that money. He needs it. Did you hurt? Yeah, but I, I don't know how much longer we'll be on X because I think he's going to start charging a monthly fee for it. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not paying for it. He keeps saying that, but is that actually going to happen? He says a lot of things. All of which are, well, not all of which, 90% of which are usually bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So he's talking about like physics or something. I don't good. think he really knows about physics. I think he was just born rich yeah, and has like is like, like Asperger's and just good with computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's got this thing called the algorithm that he lives his life by, and it's uh, basically like an answer key to, to get to the top. Just got to read his book. That's exploit because, others? Is it just yeah. exploit others to the from the beginning to the yeah. end? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, oh, that's easy. what Howie Roseman does. The GM of the, the Eagles. Yeah. All right, um, you guys want to jump into some giant stuff? Um, oh, wow, I hear that nice airport sounds out there. Um, <laughs> is it that bad? No, I mean, yeah, no, it, it was worse before. It's all good now. Oh, yeah. Okay, talk. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, that's better. All right, cool. Um, what do you guys want to start with? Obviously, you know, 30 to 12, in my opinion, the score was closer than probably the game would indicate if you had watched it front to back. And I, I think, you know, the, the basically the issue came down to one of two things, one of being time of possession, 39 minutes to 20 minutes, 21 minutes for the Giants, which is, you know, an absurd stat in my opinion. Um, and it was all basically predicated on the fact that, you know, the Giants couldn't get off uh, the field on third down, nine and 16 on third down. And I think, you know, there was at least three plays where it was third and long that were converted, you know, watching Christian McCaffrey get a dump on third and 13 and then taking it, you know, 15 yards. It, it hurts. I mean, the, 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 the Niners ran 78 plays. The Giants ran 46 plays. Yeah. I think the most startling thing was just how on another level McCaffrey was on everybody on the defense. Like he just looked, he caught the ball and then he was shot out of a cannon. Not that we're surprised by that, but like, seeing it against us kind of accentuated how good he is and how bad we are. And by the way, 
the, all that baloney from McKinney about how bad tackling has nothing to do with why losing two games this season. I don't know if you saw that. Hmm. Yeah, that's thought, a bunch I, of. I, I didn't see that exact quote, but that that's some uh, baloney stuff right there. Yeah, that that really bothered me because he. I saw the interview and he has this look on his face like he's defensive about it. Just like, well, maybe if you were more defensive about it, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Hey, like, you at tackling, and you've been clearly looking like you're, you know you know, contract yearing it out, not really caring and making the business decision and all that kind of crap. So it's, it's just like, I don't know. You know, I, I was like sort of reading about him today a little bit. And, and you know, when, in the end of the year in 2021, he had what, like five picks at the end of the season. And he like looked like he was really good. And I just don't think that Wink Martindale is the right guy for McKinney. Really? I don't know if he, I don't know if he does. I mean, I, I can't make a judgment call on what scheme or whatever. He probably fits in better, but you know, he hasn't exactly broken out as we expected him to. Um, especially following like the last year in the um, Patrick Graham defense, in which he was really starting to excel, but doesn't seem like he's putting it together. And now he's missing tackles along with, you know, Justin Pinnock and a, a number of other guys. Michael McFadden had a fantastic game, but he still also missed three tackles, four tackles the last game. Pinnock has missed like 16 this year already, which is bizarre. Um, I have some more numbers about these guys missing tackles, but it's a huge part of, of what's going on right now. I Like, the, I don't know what I felt like, and I'm just going to leave it here until Dan can jump in with his re yeah. um, comments. But I said it the other day, it was just a clear depiction of a team that is just not there yet against a team that is in the top of the NFL. And that's basically it. I mean, I agree with most of what you guys just said. I, I do. For me, the game was more encouraging than I thought it would be. Um, the defense wasn't, great but i thought they did a pretty good job especially first through the first you know, three quarters hanging in there um mckinney's you know attitude isn't great with that question i guess you would say or the way he handled it wasn't ideal but i don't think he's wrong the offense had no juice and that's for a multiple reasons which we'll discuss but you know it's it's a frustrating thing i'm sure being on that defense that i think did a much better job than people thought um i do agree there's sort of lack of the killer instinct that we would be hoping for, especially from him, who is supposed to be a top tier safety. I thought it was sort of encapsulated by that, that play where Bobby O'Karenke uh, tried to hit Debo Samuel and ended up doing like a 180 pinball spin off of the wide receiver who just stood there and you weren't hit. Um, <laughs> something something's up with that. But uh, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a great game. Offense had no juice. Defense had really no rush. Never been able to stop a screen as long as I've watched the Giants. So that's nothing. I've <laughs> um, never been able to get away on, on, on third down since you know, 20, 2008. Um, always getting backbreaks with third down conversions. I, I would love to see a stat and who's less able to get off the field on third down than the Giants have been historically in the past 20 years. Um, <laughs> but none of this, like, None of this is that, that surprising. It's all sort of like classic Giants stuff. I'm sure, you know, people are feeling good now that the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, but which somehow legitimized our losses. Um, but Colin said it, everyone's saying it. It's clear when you watch them play teams like the Cowboys or 49ers, no matter how they lose, they're, they're just in a different gear than the Giants. Right? The Giants can't get there now, or at least until they have a playmaker on the defensive side of the ball and like, at least two new offensive linemen. <laughs> it's just, it's 
not attainable with the current roster. I, I was I was thinking about it earlier today, and I, I had I had to laugh a little bit because every time I feel like I, I'm starting to have my my memory get a little fuzzy, it, it smacks me right in the face, and I'm just like, wait a second, why? All right, yeah, we're starting to get some some skill players and like some exciting talent and stuff like that, but our offensive line still sucks, and I'm just like, oh, because Gettleman screwed us so bad. That's why. That's why we're still here. I, I hate yeah, going okay. directly right back to it, but that's exactly why the offensive line isn't there yet is because we're still screwed in money. We can only spend so much. So this is kind of what we have to trot out there until we get more money off the books. So I don't know. I, I almost have to uh, realize that it's like, it's not a, a Shane kind of situation, really. He's doing all he can with what he has in front of him monetarily. And he, he's just trying to, rub some sticks together and hope that catches some sort of fire. That's what I gather. I mean, I, I, I do don't want to get ahead of myself and bashing Shane, but if you, you know, look at what he's done in two years, I mean, his first draft might go down as being one of the most colossal mistakes in the history of the league. You know, if Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal don't end up, you know, actually producing and neither, both of them look what I think bad. Kayvon has a what? 2.9% 2 pass rush success rate. He had a sack in this last game, but it was all basically because of coverage and the way the quarterback moved the pocket um, back, you know, up towards where he was running to. I, I'm worried. And I want to ask you guys, are you worried about those two guys? Are, uh, what, at what point, specifically Thibodeau, like at what point do you get nervous about him? Because we're already nervous about Neil. We knew that. Uh, I saw... I, I mean, this is grain of salt stuff, but I saw some tweet about all of the uh, uh, J Justin Tuck, Strahan, OC, and a couple other people, and how long it took them to get to their top level. And it was like three years in, four years in. So, uh, not that I'm not saying that this guy is going to end up being like those guys, but it's still within that window where. He certainly could turn it around. I mean, we don't have patience. No one has patience like we used to back in the day. I feel like the social media generation has just ruined that. So we, we're worried now because it's just like we're seeing it all in real time. And it's like, nope, now. Because you see all you see the Aiden Hutchinsons and all these other players that are just ripping it up. TJ Watt was great almost right off the bat. Like, why can't we draft one of those guys that's just instantly a, an impact player? instead of building up to it. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of with you, Colin. I, I'm not out on Kayvon yet. I, I think he hasn't put it all together. He definitely looks lost in the sauce at times. Um, but he's also there, – there's different scenarios. A lot of times he's getting double teamed. There's no one on the other side putting any pressure on. I, for as high as he's drafted, you'd like to see more production out of him. But there are other guys in this, this draft, the draft – when he got drafted, they go drafted higher. Who was that dude that the Jaguars took? Um, you know, first. Oh, uh, the first overall pick. Um, yeah. Oh, why can't I remember? Um, From Georgia. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, he. I don't. I don't really know. But I know he's not having a breakout. You know, top tier defensive end rushing season. So yeah. Um, I'm with you on probably both of them. I think. Saying they were a disastrous draft this early is hard. I think any other GM with the needs of the Giants at the time would have seriously considered taking Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Um, 
I think uh, it's it, you're right that it sort of takes a little time for DMs to develop. And conversely for uh, Evan Neal, he doesn't look good. Maybe they move the guard. Maybe he doesn't have what it takes. Or maybe year three, like Andrew Thomas, he'll, he'll pop. Andrew Thomas sucked year two. Like Dead. bad. Like very, very bad. Like people were saying, is he, you know, the next Flowers? And I was pretty much convinced of it. And then all of a sudden he figured something out. Um, a different athletic profile, but there's too much talent in both those guys that they're going to be useless NFL players. I think they just need to find what they do and put them in the right place. I, you know, back to Joe Shane, he's invested a lot in the offensive line specifically, and with, with whether it's the first round picks or uh, <laughs> you know JMS or the two guys from UNC, and um, what was it four or five guys in each draft. Uh, in the casting dress, I went to the offensive line, and they're still young. That no one's he hasn't hit like he has perhaps with the cornerbacks and Trey Hawkins, but um, at least he's addressing the areas of need. Maybe not hitting, but he's addressing it. Other GMs just didn't even address it, which is malpractice. You bring up you bring up Trey Hawkins. Um, he's he's struggled a lot in the first three games this year, especially the last game, and then we sort of saw. Him get hurt, which or, or rather Banks got hurt. I don't remember. One of them was out, um, which you know exactly. had had the Giants moving a Dory Jackson back outside, which I think was probably what should have been going on since the beginning. And then you know you have Darnay Holmes come in back to the slot and have a good game. Is that what the Giants should do moving forward and give Hawkins a little more time to develop since he hasn't been playing super well as a starter on the outside? And I think Dory has been playing a little worse than he his potential. Um, slot isn't his natural position. I mean, I'm open to it, but there's there's not a lot of other options. If you want to move Trey Hawkins in the slot, and no, I want to I want Trey Hawkins to you know be your fourth cornerback. Oh, so you want Holmes to start? I think Holmes should start. Adoree should start on the outside with Tay Banks on the other side. Ugh, Adarnay kind of stinks though. But he came out. He had a good game. You know, he's he played better than Hawkins has played thus far yeah. in his limited action. I mean, Hawkins is getting picked on. And, you know, you have your best cornerback, um, presumably, you know, your best defensive back is playing out of position. It just seems odd to me, especially when you're kind of not haven't had much success on the defensive side of the ball thus far this year. I don't know. I don't feel like Hawkins has been too badly exploited. Who had a big game against Debo? Was that specifically against him? I mean, no, he's just been getting like blown up. Like, hang on. I'll look up his uh, I'll look up his grade, but it's not going to be good. While you do that, I just uh, I stumbled onto a TMZ article about how um, it so it looks like um, last Thursday a bunch of Giant fans uh, more or less beat the living crap out of uh, some 49er fans in the stands, but like not in that you know awful way, more like a you know we're we're better fans than you, so we're gonna fight you about it, and they just won some fist fights. It was it's it nice to see at least somebody. Uh, you know, let the the hammer down. Wasn't going to be the fight. Yeah, look, 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 like a fun one. It was after the game was over too, so they had some more room to like really lay into the haymakers. It was I, don't, I don't condone this. For the kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't condone the violence. Did it the right way. Yeah, no. It was it was definitely a uh, oh we're in California. It doesn't matter. We're still going to punch you in the face like a like a New Yorker, New Jersey guy would. Just can't imagine getting that upset at a sports game about sports. I mean, if he well, says something about your mother, I maybe, but 
Is it just because is it just because everyone's pissed off and drunk because of the game, and then you fight? I mean, that it's so lame. It's like well, it's like the lamest thing to me. I don't know. Agreed, agreed. However, I, I think I mentioned it after the Cowboy game. Uh, the the two assholes who were standing into the, to the front to the right of my dad and I, who just were intentionally being shitheads in the sense that they were like, you know, wearing the cowboy. Uh, it was a couple wearing the cowboy sh- uh, jersey and whatever other merchandise and they just stood the entire time until they were eventually kicked out everyone got so pissed off that they just corroborated to make up a story to the security to have them kicked out and they were kicked out it was awesome that's that's great that's instead great. of I mean, fighting it was like no 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 you're just gonna get out of here if you're gonna yeah, act i mean like that, that. Keep, that's what people like that want they want they want to get a reaction out of you it's better to just be like let's just get these people out of here uh-huh. Fuck them. Oh, Scar, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Trey Hawkins um, had a 39.3 rating MPFF. Um, and his best aspect of his game is his tackling. And he had an awful game tackling um, this last game. He's going to have a bad game here and there as a rookie. He's just going to. Of gonna, course, man. You know? But, you know, at, at, at this point, we're going into basically win this next game or. I don't want to get ahead too much of the Seahawks, but you you have the Seahawks next, then you have the Dolphins or the or the Bills, you know, back to back weeks there. So if you don't win this game, you're basically looking at one and five. So they need to shuffle this team around and put in the best players that they can, um, and that fit in this scheme the best and that scheme up against other teams the best. Which I think they've been trying too much to, you know, involve Hawkins because he what he he you know he did look good in training camp, but training camp and preseason isn't the real season. Um, yeah. We've spent a lot of time talking defense, but do you guys want to, you know, wonder what is the Giants' offense? And Dan, you weren't here last week. What happened in the second half against Arizona two weeks ago? Because I am still confused about what this team is. <laughs> um, I don't know. They, uh, they they let Daniel Cook. Is that is that what they did? Um, is that what the kids say? I don't know. Uh, you know what the kids say? Daniel Jones is mid AF, is what the kids say. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. That's for sure. That's what I say. Um, oh, I, wait, I wait. Know, I they're, they're already calling the Jet Giant game the Battle of Mid. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But go nope. on, Dan. Mid is being generous. Um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't know what happened in, the, in that uh, Arizona game. Maybe you know, he snapped out of it. But pre-natural like stupefied phase and just started you know taking the stuff that's right in front of his face um maybe they figured out how to block for more than a second and a half um but you know to me i think there might be something to the play calling issues uh, i'm sure you guys discussed the table um play calling thing you know when they started against the cowboys that first drive they were running non-stop and then they moved away from it. I'm sure there's things I can't pick up to indicate how they moved away from it. But again, when they're more of a run first team, they have better success because they can't they can't throw anyone open. They can't get open without time to see the receivers in the passing and that's just not possible. Um, I still like to try to throw one wrong, you know, opening every series just to, to get the defense on their toes, but they're not connecting on those. Um, it's just, you know, it, it was it was cool to see the semblance of a uh, functioning offense against the Cardinals. The 49ers 
are infinitely better on that side of the ball and are going to give up those huge plays, those huge runs, or deep passes that easily. Um, you know, obviously questions about like why isn't Hyatt playing more? Why are they taking more shots? I just don't think that you know you'd like to say them see them do that and, and open it up, but I'm sure practically speaking and, and how football works, you just can't do that with not having protection for Doyle Jones. You're leaving him out there and he's most likely not gonna look to start deep anyway. He's gonna look for something intermediate right during the flats. How many times did he throw to Paris Campbell and he got tackled for the obsession one yard with that, no that play is killing me. And he, oh, and you know, Paris Campbell has done nothing, but they enforce the ball behind the line of scrimmage constantly. He doesn't. He doesn't even know what yak means. I mean, they should be finding ways. It seems like everyone from like the Shanahan tree, whoever, whoever they McDaniel Shanahan, uh, Lafleur, all, all those dudes, like whether or not they're they're getting huge yardage, they're always finding ways to get their players with a couple of yards of free space around them. I don't know if that's all scheme, if they just have way better receivers, but I don't know. Puka Nakua, Nakua is getting enough room to get catch a pass and run down the field. Why can't we get create any sort of space for receivers to do? It's any- like night and day, man. You have you have um, Debo breaking six tackles with like ninety yards yak, opposed to any no one on the Giants. I think even had a yard like no. of a pass beyond the line of scrimmage. They need to get their weight up. Yeah, and then you yeah. know, I I think the I think obviously everybody wants to talk about the offensive line. Um, you know, I you I, mean I think line. yeah, they're offensive, all right. They're bad, but I think a lot of it is the play calling too. And I think you know, you talk about not getting Hyde involved. Okay, I mean, you know, my problem with that is he's played fifty snaps. He's got three targets, two two receptions, two first downs, eight, eighty nine yards. Like, you know, three targets. I understand it's maybe not practical to throw the ball down the field constantly. I mean, you under, you know, you, you're making sense when you say it. Just like make a spark, try something. It's just pathetic. Like they're not moving the ball. They were going against the, you know, what I think of the Cardinals were bottom third of the league in rush defense. And then you run the ball eight total times. Not that they had the ball, but that's part of the reason why the time of possession battle was lost so hard because they gave up the run. And then, you know, you're you're trying to move the sticks um, through the short passing game, presumably, and you don't get Darren Waller a catch until halfway through the second quarter. I mean, that's the guy who should be moving your chains for you on third down, you know, preventing these three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. But, you know, they went away from him early, got to him later, and then, you know, Jones missed him. Um, but, you know, he probably should have made the, that catch and he dropped one too. So, but yeah. But either way, he he's the he's the guy the offense needs to run through, especially if they're not going to run the ball and Saquon's not going to be playing. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's, it's sometimes the smartest coaches that you have end up doing the dumbest things because they overthink things. And I think Dable can can fall into that trap every once in a while. Let's not forget, he's still sort of a new coach. Has he been in the league for a long time? Absolutely. But he's not been in this spot for very long. So you're seeing his little bit of uh, of growing pains Sophomore in front of your slump. face. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of of him being like we saw it last week. He usually, he took uh, some of the uh, play calling, obviously. I mean, it just happened. I don't care what anyone says. He was calling or influencing plays. He most likely, I, I can't recall off the top of my head if he had a sheet in his hand uh, this past game. I think he did. Um it might be a matter of like him trying to balance, like thinking, well, Kafka's not really doing what I want him to do. So I need to, I need to kind of push him in a certain direction. 
But because of that, he's kind of taken his eye off the ball of the rest of his responsibilities as a head coach. So I think we're seeing him getting too much into his own head about play calling. And, you know, I saw an article, I did I actually didn't read it yet, but I, I'm curious to, to read it that um, there's like a big substitutions problem. Uh, the timing of getting people on the field and like throwing everything off because you're just not that well-oiled machine right now. There was a hundred percent of play when there were 10 men on the field on defense um, on a second and six, I believe it was. Exactly. So there you go. That's a perfect example of it. I think it's getting a little jammed up because uh, I think he's getting a little frazzled and he just wants to get his, uh, his hands on everything. And it's like a too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation. But I mean, that's just an observation for the last, week we'll see if it straightens out or what have you but i think uh there's going to be growing pains and we're seeing it and i think some of us went into the season feeling very hopeful and getting some talent but i think the reality is is we're just still at least a year away from even taking that next step to get to that uh i mean we're not i don't think we're one of the worst teams in the league i really don't think that but we're certainly not one of the best by any means. It's like mid-low. That's basically where we're at right now. Let's jump up to mid, which is negative all of a sudden. And, uh, <laughs> you know. 25 to 17, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah, yeah PFF currently has the Giants rated as the worst team in the NFL. I don't think that's right. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, when you, when you talk about the coaching staff, you talk about growing pains. I mean, you know, you're facing a- adversity. Um, you, you had a lot of things go your way last year. You know, you had a lot of Cinderella moments, a lot of close games where you came out on top and, and it felt good. And now you are sitting in a place where you really look like you have kind of gotten worse since last year. And, you know, Dable is now going to have to face the adversity of the New York media and, and face the adversity of being a head coach who's on the losing side of things more than on the winning side. So, you know, we'll see how they revise this offense and hopefully, you know, come out with something a little more creative and, you know, less, you know, you could, you could think uh, the way they were throwing the ball to Campbell that like Jason Garrett was calling the place. And I hate to say that, but it's like they run that freaking stick play like over and over again, you know, to try something else. Like I understand I mean, Jones doesn't have time to throw, but you know what? He should be running the ball then. And I, and you know, I think he has what 24 carries a hundred yards this year. He has the worst efficiency of scrambling this whole career. That's a whole aspect of his game that needs to be opened up too. But yeah, yeah. Um, the the, the thing, I got, like an alarm going off the second I want to talk. Um, <laughs> I think there's. there's oh, there's, is that is is that is that Giants Twitter getting upset because I said something bad about Daniel Jones? They yeah, turned yeah, the yeah. pot off. What's that thing that um those guys say? Uh, protect Daniel Jones. Or, oh, no slandering Daniel or whatever. Yeah, get at him. Um, can you hear me over this? Yeah, I think we. Should, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should wait a second and then just cut this part out. Oh, there we go. Just you're good. Just you're good. Um, I was going to say is is comparing this team to last year's team. Something we shouldn't forget is when we did play the top of the NFC, the top teams we still lost handily. Yeah, back then and we did play the Cowboys and the 49ers, who most consider to be at the top of the NFC this year. Uh, 49ers probably the top of the NFL in total. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Like, what is that? It's like a malfunction at someone's gate. It's just the alarm keeps going off. There's like, like six people trying to figure it out. Oh, it's off. For now. This is exciting. This is exciting. Um, we'll cut this part out. Don't worry. Yeah. 
sure you will. Yeah, you will. I'm, I don't know. I don't. I don't do any of this. Uh, I, I just. I'm just going to tell Colin what to do. Yeah, I was just going to say anyway. I was going to just slam Daniel Jones for a quick second. You said you're sick of running them, them running the stick routes, but you know Kafka and, and Dableson, they like to run things that the quarterback looks to run, and it seems like that's the only route that Daniel Jones can throw to. So that's a very um, good point, Dan. It's a very good point. Yeah, anyway. yeah Colin. But so talk. We should talk about Daniel Jones a little bit because. Or unless you guys don't want to. I mean, I, I, I mean, know. I had plenty to say. I, I think the main thing is, which I couldn't believe, was that mini controversy about the Darren Waller pass. Should Darren Waller have caught it or should Daniel Jones have thrown it better? To me, it's, yeah, maybe Waller should have caught it, but he's still going back against his momentum and having to jump. Um, bottom line is, a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, needs to make that throw every time. Hmm. You know, it's like, I know he's getting hassled and harassed. He had a clean pocket that time. He had a guy running wide open. You throw him the ball in an area where he can catch it. And that wasn't a high degree of difficulty task. Um, so blaming that on Darren Waller because it touched his hands. I mean, you know, have have some, you know, reason reasonableness with this. That's a throw that a forty million dollar a year quarterback just make. Think that 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 is the number one point is that years passed on his rookie deal. You watch this play, you're like, whatever. Now you're getting paid $40 million a year. You need to elevate those people around you. And they've done nothing but, you know, make your supporting cast better. And I know people want to bring up the offensive line, but if you look at with the numbers around the league, Daniel Jones is the 21st worst quarterback under pressure. So other quarterbacks in similar situations can make things happen. So if you want to blame the offensive line and say that Daniel Jones is, you know, still good, and he still has potential. We don't know what he is yet because the line is never good. Come on, guys. I sort of know what he is. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Uh, I mean, that, that what was it? The um, the gif of, of him coming to the line and looking at the defense and looking all, all confused. And he's just like, uh, I think people made too much of that. Yeah, he looks Agreed. like a big idiot. Agreed. Uh, he absolutely ma- looks like a big idiot. But what he was doing is they were changing the defense in front of him and he was trying to retain what's going on so he could figure out what play to call. Like, that's not a big deal. I know. You're just no you're doing ever, the Eli Manning face with him, basically. No one's ever questioned his toughness. No one's no. ever questioned his toughness. Or, you no. know, so I think I think that gift was was BS because he, Daniel Jones is not scared. He's not scared. He, he, he just he's, might not be good. That's yeah, it. He, he just is exactly. a, he's a, he's a poor decision maker at the quarterback position. And in the NFL, that's a difficult thing to overcome. There's not much else you could say. I mean, okay, Daniel Jones is on pace for 11 touchdowns this season. Is that good? <laughs> is that good, John? Is everyone he a, out is there? He a, is he a wide receiver? <laughs> um, that is probably good. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is he the quarterback? Yeah, he's the quarterback of an NFL okay. team. Yeah. yeah no. I, I can tell you. I can tell you one person he's better than. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right, Dan. Well, that is it. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, I mean, like, let me ask you guys. Is he better than Andy Dalton? Yes, at this point. No. No? No. I I don't know. There's not much left. There's no tread there. I'd rather have Brock Purdy than Daniel Jones. Oh, I mean. That's the other question is, what would Daniel Jones be in the 49ers offense? Great question. See, that's, that's the narrative that people want you to believe. Right, and but, I don't believe it because I don't think but, he makes decisions quick enough. Exactly that. I just don't think he get can get the ball out fast enough. He just can't pull the trigger, and he makes bad decisions in the in the moments when it matters, and he turns the ball over in those situations. So, yeah, 
or or checks it down and you know you go three and out. I think that you know he'd much rather go three and out than throw a pick. I think most people feel that way. But if you're gonna you know at least get some exciting plays going because you're taking a little bit more chances, I, I mean I think that's worth it at this point, especially when you're not scoring points at all. Essentially, yeah. I, um, I might be biased, but when you're saying that the reason the offense couldn't get going is because the defense couldn't get off the field, I did that didn't occur to me. It occurred to me that the offense couldn't stay on the field for more than the three and a half. For, I think, yeah, yeah you know, same difference. Yeah, I, I, what bums me out about this game in particular, I, I, I had rehearsal on Thursday night, so I, I had to watch from behind, and, oh, that's a whole other thing. You guys are going to laugh at this. For whatever reason, I had the game recorded through Optimum TV, so what I usually do in that, that case is I simulcast it from my phone starting from the beginner, beginning of the game, and I just put it onto the TV. It's all good. They have taken that ability away. So you should have seen me. I was sitting right here on the couch. Um, Steph had some friends over, so they were using the TV in the living room. And I, I'm sitting here with the TV that's perfectly – you could see it. It's, it's working right now. Well, I couldn't use it. So I'm sitting there watching it on my phone like a complete asshole, sitting in my own house. <laughs> So then they finally they finally leave. I pause it. I go in there. Steph and I sit on the couch and I turn it on. I finally am able to put it on the TV in there. It just wouldn't work in here for some reason. Real stupid. I don't know what the hell is going on. I was able to figure it out. Um, I ended up falling asleep. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. No idea what happened <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I didn't even bother to look, too. You know, Anything? I had a, I had a problem, too, because Cat uh, came to Teddy's. I was watching the game, and then we ended up oh. just talking. So yeah. I had to uh, I had to rewatch it. Uh, I watched it on a Saturday night. Did anything happen in the fourth quarter of Worth? Um, I didn't. I turned it off once uh, Tyrod Taylor came in. Oh, didn't know he came that in. That was like two minutes left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, they just looked worse in the second half, really. I mean, yeah. there's not much else to say. It was pretty much the same thing that you had saw. I guess they were trying to take a little bit you know, more the offense was getting a little bit more creative in the second half, but they weren't executing it well. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't get much more exciting than that, I suppose. I, yeah, I think I, this all goes back to what you're asking about. Like, what team is this? Like, who, who is are this you? Team? Who is this team? Have we I ever known who this team was since Eli Manning has been not on it? No. I don't feel like no. I have either. No. Oh, and by the way, hearkening back to what you said earlier about not being able to stop the screen ever in your life, Dan, a one Antonio Pierce would like uh, to have a word with you. Yeah, for what, like the, the three years he was healthy on the Giants? We stopped the screen yeah. when he was the middle linebacker. That's all I know. He may have not done a lot of things right, but he was damn good at that. That Packers game where he took on two blockers and still made the tackle, that was amazing. Don't worry, man. You're paying Bobby O'Karake $10 million a year to whiff tackles and make penalties. So, yeah, you're all good. <laughs> you know what? Good players come to the Giants and they, they just turn to crap. Doesn't even matter. You know what, though, guys? We still have Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Still the best. He's, he's still been until, playing wonder. He's been playing amazingly well all year. And until the Vikings just give us a deal we can't refuse, and then that's the end. <laughs> I'll give up big ups to to Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and um, uh, Riley. Right? Or, or no? Uh, what was his name? Davidson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ Davidson, not Jordan Riley. Um, who all had really nice games playing in the interior of that defensive line. Yeah. If only they we could did. get something going on the uh, edge rush, you know, portion of our defense, it might actually, you know, 
make a make a stark difference in, in I, how this I'm, team you know plays defense. I'm starting to actually do think that a big part of the problem here is is Wink's uh, style. I mean, the amount of blitzings that come from uh, positions that are not pass rushers are pretty overwhelming. Like I, by rule, like it's the only the way they can get it going. Yeah, I guess it's it's rough to watch. You know, your offense. You know, your quarterback take sacks on a three man rush from the 49ers, and then you know watch Wink send five six guys, and you know they're completing passes. Like that one touchdown pass Purdy threw under pressure was just a beautiful ball. Yeah, you know that's how that's how you play under pressure. That's how you make good decisions in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh, and he's so young. He's still building on that. He's good is it now. Se- is it second year. Yeah, last pick of the draft, Mister Relevant. Yeah, there you go. Um. Okay. Enough about this. Uh, we could you know smack talk all day next about week. Your boy. Yeah. Let's talk about the Seahawks. Who uh, we're going. Seahawks coming to MetLife next week, Monday night. Uh, this is the third consecutive NFC West game we have had. This is a weird. Um, Right now, I, I mentioned before, PFF has Giants rated as the worst team in the league, um, and Seahawks rated as the 14th uh, team in the league. Um, I have I have a bunch of little notes about this game, but I want to know what you guys think. Um, who who's showing up? Is it second half Cardinals Daniel Jones, or is it every other game of his career Daniel Jones, excluding Washington and the Colts last year and Seattle two years ago? Oh, that actually that was Colt McCoy. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I- I think he'll uh, he'll show up for the first drive. He usually does that, but then he'll he'll disappear into some nothing zone um, for probably the next two and a half to three quarters, um, and then something magic might happen at the very end, and they might they might do something. But uh, if you're looking on paper, the Seahawks are a much better team in every aspect of the game, um, and they're not even extraordinary. Um, What's their deal with their offensive line? Do we know if they're those two? Uh, what's Cross and what's his name from Washington are playing? Oh, Cross, the guy the Giants should have drafted instead of Evan Neal. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'm not sure. I didn't really look at their injury report. I did look at ours. Um, Saquon will be back. Aziz will still be out, so the defense is going to have a rough time again. Um, Aziz is always out. I mean, he's been yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think his career might be you know on the end of his career at this he's, point. He's headed down the Ocean Zimenez path. Who is you know actually you know a decent role player this year, funnily enough, but not on a pulled enough to practice squad this week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what I take on this game is that the last two games, the Seahawks scored thirty-seven points a pop against the Panthers and the Lions. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Giants' defense. That being said, Seattle's defense isn't great either. So if there's going to be any kind of bounce back on on the offense, offensive side of the ball for this team, I think this is a good game to try to do that. And if the Giants are unable to score points or, you know, get some offensive momentum going, then the defense is going to have a really bad day and a really long day against, you know, what is a a pretty potent, I think, fourth best offense in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be rough and they have to win. As I said before, you got the Dolphins and the Bills coming up after that. You're not going to win those games if you're the way you're playing now. So you're looking at one and five or two and four in my mind. I'd rather be two and four than one and five. I, I feel like um, this has the potential to be one of those games similar to the Cardinals one where it's just like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah, I'm with Not you meaning that. that we'll win, but I feel like it might be more entertaining than it has most recently been. Just for like no reason at all. Like some, 
some random player is just going to break out that we won't expect to do something cool. Like, I don't know, maybe Wandale Robinson will grow a couple of inches and then be worth putting out there. I don't know. <laughs> he, w- he was, you know, in limited action, your best receiver last game, which isn't saying much, but no. it was nice to see him get involved again. Yeah, it's true. And I, it almost like they were forcing the issue to give him that experience to feel comfortable enough to mm-hmm. be counted on, which I think mm-hmm. was the point there um, to test his uh, coming back from injury and all that kind of stuff. And he's tough. He's, I mean, he's small, but he's tough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, my dad and I are going. Um, I'm, I'm more dreading the idea that because we – what the hell game was it last year where him and I got stuck in the traffic um, – so bad it was i think it was a month it was a monday or a sunday yeah it was a monday night game i think and we just got in this awful traffic and we hardly even got there on time so i'm sure that my dad is just going to be like chomping at the teeth at about uh chomping at the bit rather at about 3 p.m being like so um i know you're working but like i I guess we have to get on the road now so (laughs) so we're going or or well yeah if you're gonna get that early just make sure you bring enough beers uh, no, I mean, we have another primetime game. Is, yeah, three, yeah. The first four games. So I feel bad for America. Yeah, I know. And whoever you know, made the schedule lovely, is getting fired. Well, that that lovely uh, record that that Jones has of uh, one and eleven in primetime. That's great. I like that. Those are Kirk Cousins' numbers, man. Got to get yeah. those. Uh, yeah, looking good. What's oh, his What's his record non primetime? <laughs> Taking out those, well, I don't know. Do the math. Uh, yeah, just subtract, sub, subtract one win and 11, 11 losses. Yeah, <laughs> from his, his total. What is what? Is, what do you think Daniel Jones's All record time? is? Yeah, Daniel Jones um, win loss. Twelve and thirty-five. Are you looking at thirty-five? I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. Daniel Jones is twenty-one, thirty-two, and one. Yeah, it's actually better okay. than I thought. So. So Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones 11 is games tw- under 20, 20 and 20. Oh, I see 20 and 21. Um, not in prime time. There that's you go. hey, that's that's Eli numbers, yeah, yeah, right, even straight and even. Yeah, what, what did Eli's end up? It was like 105, 105 and one or something, yes, stupid. Some, exactly. Yeah, he he uh got to play the one game Jones got hurt against the Dolphins and he won, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. Man, I miss Eli. Hey, I mean, he didn't really leave. We see him all the time. Yeah, I mean, as much as, uh, you know, I I sort of lamented him a bit when he was playing, especially in the regular season, I miss Eli. Yes. He was very bad like the last five years of his career, though. He was very, very bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're not wrong. You know... Ah, uh, there's a number they of reasons moved why that is. Him, yeah, much much earlier than they did. Oh, yeah. No, you have to draft Saquon second overall and do one more Super Bowl run, Dan. Come on. Right, right. They came close. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was their record that year? Um, the Saquon year? Yeah, Saquon's rookie year. Six uh, wins, something like that? Yeah, no, something exactly. Like six. Oh, it was yeah. six? It's you um, just like, you're like don't even look it up. It's like just usually around six. Yeah, anywhere from four to seven wins usually. Let's see, Saquon's rookie year is 2018. God, I love the internet. You know, do you remember when we were kids and there wasn't the internet and you wouldn't know 
uh, how many yards Saquon Barkley had in his rookie year just by in two seconds. And you'd have to wonder and talk and have conversation. Yeah, you'd have to like go somewhere and find the information and speak to somebody about it who could tell you things. It'd be like, wait till Colin gets here, he'll know. Yeah, five and eleven. Colin would get there. Yeah, there you go. How, but how would you find new music if there wasn't any TikTok then, guys? You'd go to Camelot and you get a vagrant CD. You run the streets mixer with yes. thirty-seven songs on it. Yep. For $2. No, usually I would just, someone else would just show me music. That's yeah. usually how it works. Well, but what are, wait, what are friendships? What, people get together and they have conversations? Oh, God. What, that sounds terrible. I don't want to do that at all. What? Have a conversation with people. Oh, I can't yeah. stand having conversations with people anymore. No. Hate it. My social battery has just done. I'm, I'm done. Zero. I'm, that's hanging out with more people, TJ. Yeah, you're hanging out um, with a bunch of Zoomers at the bar. Yeah, I do hang out with. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, when you hire a 23 year old girl to work for you, you're like, oh, this should be good. And then you're like, oh yeah, I remember when I was 23. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sucked. Everyone's just drunk all the time. Um, um nobody really else? likes you when you're 23. I heard. Uh, yeah, that's oh, true. Nice. True. Um, you guys want to talk about anything around the NFL? I just want to mention the Dolphins game because, wow. Didn't see any of the replay, any of the highlights of that. I just assume that Sean Payton should have quit after that game. Yeah. He, he Didn't they trade like a first and second round pick to the Saints for him too? Yep. They did. Mike McDaniel may, may be my, after Brian Dable, maybe my second favorite coach in the NFL. I just love like his press conferences. He just makes me laugh. Do you ever yeah. seen those pictures of him when he was a teenager and how insane I, he looked? I saw it today when he was a Brooklyn, uh, or no, I'm sorry, a, a Broncos uh, ball boy. Yeah, and he had like those those earrings. He definitely like didn't look like a jock. He looked like he, you know, he opened for, uh, you know, he played in the band after us. Skater. Yeah. Skateboarding. He said if he didn't play professional football for the Denver Broncos, his life would not be complete. Well, maybe I guess it's not complete. Guess, is no. there still a chance? <laughs> There's always a chance, Colin. Hey, <laughs> do you think we can get him to coach us and we'll win the Super Bowl that way? That's the only way it's going to happen. You mean the three of us? Uh, or the Giants? No, no, no. Just, no, no. The, the, just us. Just yeah, us. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, he, um, he, he would get us in space. He'd get yeah. you in space on a, on a crossing route and let, and let you take it in. Maybe he can like Hospital blow balls. He can vape flat, fat clouds onto the field and like block, you know, the defender's vision. Wait, is he a big vapor? Oh, he's he vapes all right. You didn't yeah. you didn't see him vaping on the sideline that one game they caught him. No. Oh no, it's funny. He's like oh, Lauren Barbert in a musical theater, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Nice, nice shot. Um, do you guys want to talk about anything else, or should we uh, we should call it a night? Yeah, we're at fifty minutes. I, I'd I say think we did uh, it. Yeah, yeah, we did we it. Did it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening tonight. You can follow Big Blue United X, Twitter, Twitter X, Facebook, Instagram. Um, shout out to Newark Airport for hosting Dan tonight. Um, look at that. Oh, yeah. This is so exciting. They're probably like, why is that guy talking to himself about sports that went in the corner over there? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night. Bye.